Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today in the studio are two people that I have learned to love and respect greatly. They live in Indiana in a city called Muncie, which by commercial research has often been dubbed just the middle America. It's the quintessential middle American city. It's where companies test drive some of their fast food. It's it's just the, the, the laboratory for what people imagine America to be. And these two call that place home. But they're here today not just because they live in Muncie, but because they have stories to tell that we think can help bring you life. My guests today are Joshua Brandt and his wife, Laura. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks. We're so glad to be here. Well, I'm so glad to have you. And Joshua, you are a preacher guy. And you're as fine a communicator as I've ever sat to listen to. And let me tell you, I've heard a few. Mm. And not so long ago, I was uh, listening to you speak in Muncie, and I was so impacted by some of your ideas. And I'd like to just kind of explore that a little bit with you today, because I think they're ideas that not only speak to my life, but to anyone's life. And uh, no matter where you are in the continuum of life, no matter what your age, no matter what your experience or what you believe about God, or even if you think there is no God, there's some truths on the table here that are going to help you be better. So, Josh, first up, you're a married guy who has a family. Yes, Laura and I have been married for 20 years this past summer. She's holding up her fingers yes, to make sure is. it gets the number right. It's a lifetime. Yes. Well, and actually right about now, I've been praying about this and realizing this a lot. I've known her for more than half my life. There you go. And so the man who I am and the person who I am is more than impacted by who she is. She's helped uh, through God, but also through her persistence to mold me and make me into who I am. Okay, so I just have to ask. Give me, give me one thing about yourself that you think your marriage has uh, polished, made you better. First was some of those learnings that things that I think are normal are not normal. <laughs> so she, yeah. she was a reality bite for you? Exactly. So <laughs> I, when we got married, I remember, for instance, um, even her saying to me, um, no one reads as fast as you do, so slow down. And But the biggest thing is her ability to connect with people almost instantaneously. So the, any ability that I have in that is from watching her over these decades just step into a conversation and have people sometimes just tell her one or two things, but most often pour their entire lives to her in just a few moments of meeting her. I'd say that was worth getting married for. Absolutely. Laura, would you cooperate what he's just telling you? Do you see him growing in those ways? Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only that is that he challenges me every day to be a better version of myself, which I don't always, don't always maybe go along with, but eventually I get there. (laughs) (laughs) But looking back over this lifetime, you can say he's been good for you too. Absolutely. I get that. And now, Josh, you're married and you have some children with Laura. Yes, we have three daughters, uh, Sarah, who's 19 and a sophomore at Ball State right there in Muncie, Indiana, Olivia, who's 17 and learning and doing all those things to be able to drive, but also is so passionate about soccer, and Sophia, who is 13, finishing up middle school and without a doubt, um, one of the funniest people who I've ever met. 
And given that context of life, and this is your season of life where you're managing your kids and walking alongside with Laura and so on, you've learned some lessons about life. And when we come back, Joshua, I want to get back to what brought you here in the first place. Talk to me about taking timeouts. Water you turned into wine You opened the eyes of the blind There's no darkness you shine and out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you none like you our God is greater our God is stronger God you are higher than any other our God is healer Power of God, our God. Yeah. Into the darkness you shine, and out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None Brand is in our studio today. He is a pastor. He lives in Muncie, Indiana, and uh, he has been thinking about timeouts. Now, I'm the parent of four sons. They're all adults now. I have five grandchildren, so I'm kind of going through that next generation of, of interaction with minor children. I'm telling you, Joshua, that the word, the phrase, the combination of words, timeout, has been a part of my life for a long time. But you've got some insight about how timeout isn't just about kids. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about it. Well, Laura and I realized when our eldest daughter, Sarah, was little, that we had to decide and talk about what it would look like to discipline her. In order for her to grow up into the woman that we could dream about, we could hope for, and really in our case, a woman who would have impact on the world, she needed to understand not just boundaries, but understand how and who she was supposed to grow up to be. And in those early years, we didn't really have a full handle on what that would look like. And as we looked at all the possibilities for discipline, we kind of decided together that we wanted to be creative when we could be. We wanted to be willing and able to know what their love languages were, so how they received love so that we could reinforce love in their lives, but also what their currency was. 
And for me, currency is that thing that matters to you so much. And so for Sarah, it, she just loves gifts and she loves things. So as a little girl, if we had to take away a favorite toy or we had to move something out of her room, that wasn't damaging for her, but it got her attention. For Olivia, though, it is, is that being together. If she can be sitting right next to you and touching you and, and hearing what's going on and almost just being so close that she hears your heartbeat, that was her currency. And for Sophia, it, it's that quality time, you know, spending time with her, speaking to her, asking about her day, laughing with her. And so we realized that that kind of classic idea of putting a child in timeout was going to work well for us because for Sarah, she was away from her stuff. For Olivia, for a brief period of time, she couldn't be right next to us. And for Sophia, she would miss out on all those things in life that she wanted to add commentary and humor to. <laughs> and so time out was a separation for all of them, but touched them at key areas of what they longed for. Exactly. And it helped them to know that we were serious. This was something that mattered to us, that their behavior and their attitude and what they were going to become, it wasn't even really about the moment. It was about 5 and 10 and 20 years from then. And when we did it out of our love for them and out of our desire for them to see and be more, and that, that was new for me. In, in my childhood, um, early on, there was a lot of discipline. But when my parents divorced when I was 10, I, I wasn't around my father often. There were some times where there was two and three, and at one time as a teenager, even four years where I didn't see my dad and rarely heard from him. So a lot of the discipline had to become internalized. I had to get good grades because I was supposed to get good grades. Uh, I had to make sure my homework was done because I wanted it to be done. My mother was working a job third shift, and my little brother was in the home, and we were just doing all those things that kids of single-parent families have to do. So often there wasn't time to be in timeout. Because if my mom put us in timeout, then we wouldn't finish what we were doing. We wouldn't finish doing the laundry. We couldn't finish helping make dinner. And so as an adult who's trying to love Jesus and follow Jesus and understand everything that Father God has for us, anytime I felt the discipline of God, I ran from it. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. You're suggesting that you might have a time out with God. Exactly. And that was terrifying. It was terrifying because of all those things, just like my girls, where I had longed for the Father's presence in my life. And he had, in beautiful ways, through his presence and through the presence of men in my life, come alongside me and filled up those broken and hurt places. So when I didn't feel his immediate presence or I couldn't hear his voice or I was sure that the thing that I had been doing was wrong and now the honor and blessing in my life just felt distant, I, I didn't know what to do. So sometimes I felt uh, the distance with God because of the choices I was making and behaviors in my life that I believe he ultimately knew would not only lead to potentially my destruction but would keep me from becoming who he created me to be. I felt like in my life I was placed on that first step. In, in our home now, there's, you come in the front door and there's those steps that we walk up to our bedrooms. 
And sadly, when we moved there, our, our daughters were really too old to say, hey, you need to go sit on a step. But sometimes with God, I felt like even though I was way too old and should have known better, I said, Joshua, it's, it's time. Go sit on the step. And in my, in my life, I just didn't know what to do with that. And that's a very powerful analysis, I think, of a journey that uh, many of us have experienced. And you're putting words and you're putting handles on something to help us understand what's happening to us. And when we come back, Joshua, I want to explore a little farther and deeper how those timeouts work and how they can actually help us go forward. As you're listening to Viewpoint today, you might have a thought you want to share. Maybe you want to make a comment or ask a question. Maybe you'd like to invite us to pray with you. Whatever is on your heart, we want you to know we're glad to hear from you always. 24 hours a day and seven days a week, you can dial this number toll-free, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're right by the phone. We want to hear from you. I'll give you the number again at the close of our program, but just know this. Your voice matters. Joshua Brandt is our guest today, together with his wife, Laura, in our studio. But right now we're talking about Joshua, about some ideas he has about timeouts as a parent, helping his children, his three daughters, grow and mature to become all they can be. Sometimes they just have to be separated from what they value. But Joshua, you've just been explaining to us that in your own relationship to God, there are moments where you feel like the Lord himself has given you a timeout. And it's very disconcerting Mm -hmm. because when you're used to having a kind of presence or a walk with God, with Jesus, and all of a sudden there's a kind of gap, there's a distance, there's a, a silence or something. I think that's what you're talking about. And you're interpreting that as actually the generous, loving discipline of God. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Well, we have to get our minds around uh, two truths in that moment. If we believe, like I do, that God is good, that he loves us, that he has a plan and a purpose for our lives, and then read in Scripture or my own experience even says, wait a minute, there are these times where I feel a distance, I feel a separation what's going on there and as i explore that in my own life and think about why why could that be <laughs> why would a loving god do that and i think about a good friend of mine chris who has a son who is special needs he's he's on the spectrum and through surgeries and disease in his early young life it's made communicating verbally very difficult and there are times when malachi gets so frustrated those of us who have known Malachi for a long time can see when it's coming, when, when that app that he loves to be able to communicate with doesn't quite work, or he's not able to get the attention that he needs, or something in his schedule has changed. He begins to just act out, not really different than most of us do when something in our lives changes or we don't have our needs met. He just doesn't have the words exactly. to express it. And so I've seen Chris at times, as a loving father, have to wrap his arms around Malachi, just holding him close to his chest, and even in extreme times, take his own legs and wrap them around Malachi's legs. To hold him still. Exactly. And the reason that Chris does that is because he doesn't want Malachi to hurt himself. He doesn't want him to bang his, his hands against his chest. He doesn't want him to bang his head against a wall. But he also doesn't want Malachi to hurt others because Malachi does not understand, like the same as most of us do not, how strong he really is. And so 
in this most physical and loving time out, I've seen Chris wrap his arms around him and just hold him until Malachi relents, Malachi calms down. And I think in what can't fully be communicated but can be seen visually, Malachi understands how deeply he is loved. And in my own life, there have been times where I've just been acting out. <laughs> I've wanted it to be all about me. My pride has gotten in the way. I've, I've known the right thing to do. And, I can, and sometimes, like Malachi, I can't even just communicate what's wrong. And so I find myself just lashing out at, at Laura at times or my girls at times or my closest friends or the church that I love like a family. And I just know there's times where God just wraps his arms around me and says, I will not let you hurt yourself anymore. And I won't let you hurt anyone else. In those moments, it, it takes a while. <laughs> and we used to have to do on our microwave, we would set the timer for their age. You know, so when our girls were two, time out for them seemed like an eternity. But for us, it was just mere moments. And we used to joke, I remember that, that Laura would say, um, when, do, when do I get a mommy time out so I can have those <laughs> moments by myself? And There have been times in my life where I know that God has hit on the timer just a few moments because he could grab my attention immediately. But there have been other times where, honestly, it's just felt like an eternity. But God's just been wrapping me up, just holding me close. And it sounds like that I cannot hear his voice because the rage in my life, the anger in my life, the frustration with the situation has caused my ears just to be filled with all the noise. But when I'm quiet... That's when I realized that my ear is actually against his chest. And when I'm quiet, that's when I understand that I begin to hear his heartbeat again. His heartbeat for me, his heartbeat for my family, and his heartbeat for the world that we live in. As I'm listening, Joshua, to you describe so beautifully the stretch, the elastic in a relationship with God, what would you say to the person listening today who says, wow, That makes so much sense, but I'm not sure I ever have not been in a timeout. I've never felt like I had a relationship with God that I could even experience a timeout because I don't know that he's close by. What would you say to that person? I would say, one, I'm sure it feels that way. But imagine how loving that actually is. If you are not in relationship with the God who placed the stars in the sky and calls them each by name, who created my face and with all its peculiarities and created in my daughters their heart that, that sparkles with an energy that I can't even get my mind and my heart around, that that God who sees and moves and knows everything, my deepest, darkest secrets and yours, even when there isn't a relationship, he will hold you that close to keep you from hurting yourself and hurting others. And the easiest way out isn't just relenting, but what I believe I see over and over again in the, in the story of Scripture is that when we move to forgiveness, that's what sets off the timer on the microwave letting us know it's time to get off the step. When we move to forgiveness, that's when his arms begin to unwrap from that tight grip. Not that he leaves us in forgiveness. I think it actually draws us even closer. But it's when we are able to get up and move and be free. You've referenced the scripture, Joshua. Is there a passage in the Bible 
that speaks into your life, that, that breathes life into the relationship you've just described? Yes. In Matthew 18, Jesus is talking to his disciples and all of those gathered around about his heart and his desire for us. And Jesus talks about it's a really good shepherd who loves his sheep so tenderly. He, he knows their names. He, he knows who they are, like a good shepherd does. And it's hard for me. I grew up in concrete jungles and not in pastures. But as I've met those who live as shepherds, they can tell each sheep from half a mile away. And Jesus describes that a good shepherd, what they would do is would leave the 99 sheep in order to go get a hold of the one that's lost. The time out. Yes. That Jesus would say, you guys, you're fine. <laughs> Just keep dancing and, and moving and eating grass. I'll be back, but I'm going to go get that one sheep who's maybe their heart is broken and they're terrified and they're afraid and they're acting out. And I'm going to do everything I can to put them back, and not just in his embrace, he says that, to carry home. And I believe that Jesus does that for us over and over again. As you're listening to Joshua Brandt today, as you're thinking about your own life and your own connection to your maker, think about that passage in Matthew chapter 18, where the Lord describes himself as the good shepherd. And he knows you by name. He knows right where you are. And he's willing to leave everyone else to pull you back into his arms. Wherever you've been in life, wherever you are today, know this. Jesus loves you. And every now and then we experience some timeouts where we feel distant. But it's his ambition and his hope that he can be in close proximity and communion with each of us. And you can get there. Just as Joshua was describing Start with forgiveness, and you start, start with forgiveness and start with us now by joining us in prayer. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you know us by name and that none of us are beyond your grasp or your care, and that no matter what we have done, Lord, you love us, and you know everything about us, and you love us still. And Father, we admit that we have done things for which we need forgiveness. We need ourselves to be forgiven. And we admit that, Lord, knowing that Jesus has made a way for us to be forgiven. And so we, we want to receive that, Lord. We ask for it. And in the same way, we ask that we will forgive others because we've all suffered loss, too, by someone else's hand. And, Lord, help us to receive your forgiveness even as we extend it to someone else and as we kind of allow you to clean our heart with forgiveness, both receiving and giving. Draw us close into your arms. Move us out of the time out. And help us to experience the wonder and the beauty of your voice, your presence, and your embrace. We ask these things in the single and sacred name of Christ Jesus the Lord. Amen. Oh,
Now, if you'd like to know more about how you can move from time out to time in, if you'd like to know more about God and your relationship to him, if you'd like to know more about Jesus who came into this world so that when we see Jesus, we see the Father, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone. We're anxious to hear from you. Alternatively, you can check us out online at our website, CBH, that's Christians Broadcasting Hope, cbhviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there and send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, if you prefer, just write me a letter. Use the post office. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use surface mail, please let us hear from you this week. Joshua Brandt, thanks so much for sharing so much and so richly from your own journey with us on Viewpoint today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. And we're so glad Laura, your wife, has been here too, and she's been quiet listening, but I want to promise our listeners, come back next week because you're going to hear Laura's voice. And she also has a story to tell, things she's learning about life and about how God makes things right. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.